You're listening to Oh Mother with your rock star mommy hosts, Real Myla, Chuck, and Miss Megan Lorraine. Tune in to Oh Mother where we discuss the joys and pains of everyday mommy life. Subscribe now to Oh Mother for mommy tea, laughs, and a weekend exhale. Real talk. Welcome to Oh Mother podcast where we discuss all things mommy related um, before, during, and after a pandemic. However, we're joined, as you noticed, by some gentlemen, so it's going to be a little bit different today. But I uh, just wanted to remind everyone this is being recorded live. We are here on Bego. If you're watching on Google Play, Spotify, um, YouTube, and you want to be a part of a live audience where you get to talk to us down in the comments below, you can shoot gifts everywhere if you want to. We won't complain. Then you need to download Bego, join us, and uh, make sure if you're already in the live that you're following everybody. We've got some amazing folks. So welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Chuck, here. We are live and in living color uh, with Oh Mother Podcast. Today's episode is featuring the fabulous Myla. Myla, which direction are you? Whichever direction Myla's in. There's Myla. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the amazing Miss Megan Lorraine. I'm your girl, Chuck, here. And we are joined by two of the most phenomenal fathers we know, Real Nissan and Jaime. Yay! Hey guys, thank you for being with us today. We are excited to have you. Um, it's Father's Day, everybody. It is Father's Day, and that is a day where we honor the great fathers that we know in our lives. Um, so we're just gonna go ahead and get it started. Um, Nissan, Jaime, how you guys doing today? Y'all good? Great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Nissan, how you doing up there? Um, listen, I'm amazing. I'm here with three, three. Uh, bad mommies, three bad mommies. Who are my friends? Who are my friends, by the way? So. Make it make it clear. Think, right. Yeah. Right, Megan. Because we love your <laughs> We love your missus. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we're just gonna jump right in into the conversation um the way we do it here we pose a topic and then we just speak on it from our own experiences so basically we just want to know um being fathers how and being sons how has your relationship with your father affected how you parent as a father that's good i mean you you, you go first because we're in the same situation pretty much so you you kick it off i mean Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's you know you you never understand your your father until you be they said I read somewhere it said it'll become a parent when you become a parent and mm-hmm. I didn't understand my father because my father was tough he was kind of dude that you know I never forget being I think I was like eight years old seven years old and my mother was ironing my shirt and my father came in the room and he said she don't iron my shirt she not iron your shirt. And threw the shirt in my face and made me learn how to iron. I was probably like six years old, and I was devastated. But he was teaching me how to be a man. My mother balanced me because she loved me, but my father gave me the discipline. So it's amazing when you have the combination of two. I had both parents, 
and I had great parents. And I just, now that I'm an adult, I see myself repeating some of the things that my parents told me and some of the things that they said. And it's like you have those moments of deja vu, like, man, I'm really sounding like my parents or I'm looking like my dad or I'm acting like my dad. And I think imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So when you start sounding like somebody, it means that they were doing something good. I think I think for I think for me, um, I, I'm I'm the same way, you know, as, as Jaime just expressed. I, I was driving with my son today, and he seems like he's in some type of mood, and I'm trying to check him about his mood that he's in for no apparent reason. And I'm I'm going back to when my father used to do that to me. He's trying to get us to, you know, teach us to be men at early ages. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm a reflection of my father as well. Like Jaime made the statement, it's apparent. It'll be apparent when you become a parent. When you, you know, and for me, uh, now I'm like just amazed at raising kids, and, and and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to raise my kids and be in their life I, I know the value of a parent being in their child's life and so i'm honored to do it i'm, I'm just grateful so while <laughs> i have the time here with my parents i mean with my children rather i'm gonna I'm be there and be the best dad i can that's awesome i have a question i was just wondering when you said that from yeah. when you first became fathers right like first baby so in your case you know, my little jeweled princess and then Jaime's lovely. Like, what did you think, like, as that moment happened? Like, from finding out there's somebody on the way <laughs> to the person arriving? You we, know, we, like, <laughs> we, both, we both have just different experiences when it comes to that because <coughs> Nissan on, the, on one side was married. And then a dude like me. That no, technically I wasn't. Technically yeah, I wasn't. I'm, I'm not uh -uh. confessing your sin. Now your sin <laughs> is for you. <laughs> so you just said that. But like with me, the, I was a little apprehensive of telling my, my parents because I grew up in a, a very religious family. And then telling my mother that even though I was a little older, I was telling my parents that I was about to have a child. So it put me in a, in a pickle because... I really, my life has always been geared towards not disappointing my parents because my sib, my, my brother had done enough of disappointing my mother and my father. So I was always trying to, at least if I was going to do something, get away with it. And this one wasn't going anywhere. So it was mixed emotions. Initially, it was an excitement, but then it was like, man, how am I going to pull this off? But then I think sometimes what you look at as something that's bad, when you look back at it, you realize that. It was a blessing in disguise. And like at the time my daughter was born, my office was robbed. I lost about $150,000 of jewelry that was robbed. My Nissan's mom had just passed. One of my friends got murdered out of town. And my life was in a tailspin. And then God sent me this little girl. And it's amazing. This little, you know, when, you, when your life is in turmoil and it's a lot of fire, God sends you water. And I think my daughter was something that changed my life. It's amazing for me. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't married yet. We were engaged to be married, and uh, that's the way my story went. But um, when Jade came, I, I was a little nervous. I didn't know anything about, you know, 
parenting other than what I've seen other people do or what my my parents maybe did for me. But, you know, I was very nervous about what that experience was going to be, and I knew my life would change forever. And it really did when Jade came out because Jade is she's she's my twin. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just to watch her, she's becoming a woman. She's 13 mm -hmm. now. And, uh, you know, I, I guard her with my life. You know, I mean, I want to protect her feelings, all of those things, you know, and I, I want to develop that trust where she can come talk to me and we have a great relationship. But when she was on the way at first, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it. But when she came out and I was able to just hold her and, you know, when the child looks into the parent's eyes, which you mothers know, when that child, you're holding that baby and they're looking into your eyes, really like, who is she? She's somebody special. And I don't want her to leave me. That type of thing is very, very real. And it's the same uh, just as it is with uh, fathers as it is with mothers. So this is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Megan. No, I was going to say, sorry. I just want to say, Nissan, I didn't realize that our daughters had the same name. Yours so, is Jade, too? Jada. Jada. J-A-D-A? G-I-A-D-A. -A. So Jada is Jade. Uh -huh. So Jada is Italian. Ah, it was just like while you talk, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. sweet. Yeah, that's go ahead, Chuck. Sorry. <laughs> um, so this is this is a pointed question specifically for Nissan. Having both a daughter, well, two daughters and a son, do you find yourself raising that, not raising them, but parenting them differently, or is it just the same parenting style, tough? across the board are you super soft with your girls and then hard on nissan or do you find yourself like how, how does that work yeah each one of them are different personalities and i'm raising them different I, but i'm very careful like you know nissan is a little basketball player he's in the aau circuit and i make sure that i give him everything that he wants because he says he wants to go all the way that's his desire and I'm there and I'm trying to help him at the same time Jade is playing volleyball and I never played volleyball. And I never, I, I, for a moment, I sensed her feeling like I was putting more effort into Nissan's extracurricular activity. I immediately had to change that and, you know, be extra with Jade, you know, give her exactly what she needed um, in that area. But even in their personalities, um, my kids are different. They brought up different than how we were raised. Me and Jaime were raised. You know, these kids these days, their sensitivity level is, woo, it's just a thing. And I'm trying to get used to it. And between Jade, Nissan, and then Charlie, the the young diva, uh, man, sometimes I lay down, I'd be like, what the heck did I get myself into? <laughs> but they're all different. They're all different. But it's so there's so much beauty in it. It's not all bad. There's so much beauty in it. And I just love, you know, just, just I love having conversations with them now. That's that's the interesting thing. So, mm -hmm. but it's hard work, and I and that's why I commend you mothers for what you guys do. Thank you, thank you. And for for Jaime being being a girl dad, exclusively being a girl dad, do you find yourself pulling from? the experiences you had with your dad and your mom, is it all love? Are you tough on her as well? 
like how does how does that work for you knowing her personality when you ask the question to me son i thought about it in it's amazing that i have three siblings yes brother and i have a brother and a sister and i'm the youngest of three and even though we both of our parents each one of us grieve differently because though we shared the same biological parents we have different relationships with those same parents my relationship mm -hmm. My mother was totally different than my brother, who's 15 years older than me, and my sister that's 10 years older than me. So it was a different relationship. So I think in parenting, it's more about understanding the child that you're dealing with because each child is sort of. And I think, like for me, raising a daughter, I think it taught me a lot about women because I had a mom, but it taught me a lot about women. Like, I never thought that I would be a father. And on top of being a father, I never thought that I would have a daughter. Like, had I had a son, you know, I punch, I talk crazy with a little daughter, certain things that now I'm still, well, I am who I am. But at the same time, it's like um, explaining the menstrual cycle to a little girl, and telling mm. her this is what this is about, and this is what works. You know, those uncomfortable conversations that you never think you will find yourself in. You find yourself in. Realize that parents sort of are prepared for. Whatever the task is, or whatever it is that's in with the site. But uh, it's a unique spot to be in because girls, I think, it's a whole other thing. It takes life to have because it just matured me so much. But mm -hmm. I never thought that I could. Awesome, awesome. Uh, okay. Um, being men, being fathers, having lost both of your parents, how does that affect your interaction with, or does it affect your interaction with your kids, your spouses, your significant others? Because I know, I've, I don't know this personally, but just having seen my mother grieve for the loss of her mother and not having her either parent uh, be alive, it, she's had to re define normal in her comment how she presents herself she feels about herself how, how do you guys navigate that parenting being men your interactions now not having the two core people who created you it's tough it's tough uh i know me and jaime can both speak to it having been there for you know me being there for the loss of his his father and mother and him being there for me with the loss of both of mine, which is funny. It's weird because it seemed like it all happened, even though my mother was in 04 with Jaime, seemed like, you know, with our fathers and then it was, and, and your mom, it was like right in the, within the same window. Mm -hmm. um, it's tough because while we're taking care of them, trying to be there for them, we still are grieving. Mm -hmm. And we grieve, you know, you know, I, I know when Jaime, is 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 thinking about and missing his mom and his father and i know he knows when i'm missing you know mine because we're just close you know brothers like that um but all in all it makes you want to think we lost one of our best friends my specific best friend in december who had a son and our friend redrick he was 46 his son was 14 i think at the time and he, he's not going to have his father anymore. So that's making me 
love my kids because I don't know how much time I'm going to have with them. So every moment, if there's a bad moment, I make sure we do not stay in that moment. We have it, we deal with it, we get over it, we grow from it, and we we love because we just don't we just don't know, you know, we just don't mm-hmm. know. But it's, it's funny. I remember 1995, my mother lost to my grandmother, and my mother was extremely upset. She was crying, crying, crying. And it was my mother, so I was upset, but it, I didn't understand my pain because I was. You know, So I'm, I don't know if it's just me. Uh, I saw Nissan put it in the comments too. Part of what you said broke up and I, I would love for us to hear what you said because it, um, it's important. It broke up. Where did I start? Like, like it's choppy. It's, it's just, but it was it's choppy hot. throughout. I don't know. If and I'm hearing, I'm also hearing birds. Somebody has birds in their background. I think it's something. Nissan birds. I don't have no birds. I'm here. I, don't have birds. <laughs> I do hear the birds though. Birds Myla, mad strong. Myla, can you mute the pretty feet feed? Then you're not gonna hear me. Oh. Okay, so let me no 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 no. Let me try something. Let me try something. Hold on. Let me think about this. Um let me mute pretty. No, not at all. Mm. Okay, so unmute pretty, but mute real Myla. So Myla, I just got something from you saying we want to be friends. What? I just got something that said, dear Heidi, let's be friends. And it's just, oh, you're going to get all kind of crap. <laughs> no, that's Listen, somebody, somebody is going to ask you if you want them to be your sugar daddy, it's coming. Yeah. Or it's somebody a bottom. Tell you it's they fake. want you to be their sugar daddy. They're going to be like, that you part. look like a great sugar daddy to me. Yeah, they will. That part. I don't have no sugar. I don't have no sugar. I don't have no sugar. 
You ain't got no sugar. Yeah, you get diabetes. Oh Lord, it's fresh out of sugar. There ain't no sugar around here. Nigga said you get diabetes. Uh, is this better? Say that again. Say that again. Is this a little better? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Megan, Milo, do either of you have any questions or, or any uh, comments for Nisa on or Jaime? I was gonna say, I mean, I can relate to you know the losing you know a parent in this sense, and you know how it how you view parenting differently. Like um, I, I know for me, like I try to my little girl, I try to make sure I capture as many moments with her, you know, as I can, so in that way she always has something to look back on in you know all of our experiences and moments and just whatever the case is, because I know like that information or, or like that content is gonna be golden for her. You know when I'm not here, so um, totally um, understand. Yeah, man, I know I definitely think about my own mortality more. Um, just, I mean, obviously with Redrick, that was like one glaring moment, but I think there have been several, and certainly with the past year um, of a pandemic and just saying like, okay, I want to make a few things. I want to make my life count. I want to make sure that I am giving Shadow everything he needs um, to go forward. And I don't think that there's ever enough time. You know, my grandmother lived to be 98, and I don't feel like it was enough time. However, you know, just making sure that I'm giving him as much of what um, he's going to need for when I'm not here. for when, And not just not here, completely not here, but even the times when he's out, you know, and, and I'm not around. You know, just having some discernment and that sort of thing. So I definitely hear you on that. Um, I was going to ask Jaime, because I think you're closer to this moment then Nissan, does your daughter date yet or go out? Like, mm. How's that work? It's weird that you say that. So I was confronted uh, last week. My daughter said, uh, my daughter's 15. I'm a single dad. I've been raising my daughter her whole life and uh, had her 100% for her whole life. And she hit me the other day. She said, well, dad, my friend has a car and he wants to take me to dinner. So I was like, well, who's your friend? And she was like, well, uh, you know his dad. And I was like, well, who's his dad? She was like, I don't know. And then a few minutes later, she comes back in the room, and she's like, uh, his father's name is Curtis. And I was like, Curtis who? Like, where's he from? What Curtis are you talking about? She was like, the little boy was on the phone with the speaker that I didn't know. The little boy said, Curtis from 60s. Yeah. Uh, when she said that, it told me, automatically I was like, oh, I know Curtis. You are not going to in the car with him. And then the so little these ladies, I think you need to let the other ladies know what 60s is. And I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah that went over our heads. So 60s is a street gang in Los Angeles. It's a notorious street gang. Dipsy Hustle was from 60s. So oh. his, dad, his dad was from this gang, which uh, all of us growing up in Los Angeles have some type of affiliation. So it's not... It could possibly not be negative, and his dad is extremely successful. But when he said it, I told my daughter we'll talk about it later. So sometimes with parenting, I realize that before you give an immediate answer, you have to process things. So mm -hmm. I told her, I was like, well, look, we'll talk about it a little later. 
so then a little later we I, we got into the conversation and i was just like well you've never been on a date you've never been out with anybody i don't think it's appropriate for your first experience to be inside a car with a young man at 15. so what we're going to mm -hmm. do i'm going to allow you to have him come over here and i'll give you your space but you guys spend time and eventually you'll graduate to a point where you can go out on a date and be in a car but I told her, I was like, man, I, I was a little boy. What I did in cars with women. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we absolutely, absolutely not going to allow you to do that. So I think uh, I'm at that age where my daughter will be 16 and getting to that point. But, you know, we got to sort of control the experiences and also, you know, prolong it as long as we absolutely can and make sure she has the tools to where she's prepared for those moments when she's confronted with them that are sort of uncomfortable. I'm scared. Very uncomfortable. I'm scared. I'm just scared. I'm scared. I'm scared that <laughs> I'm praying that the young man that comes to try to date my daughter, I pray that he treats her right because I'll find him. I have these <laughs> thoughts. I have these thoughts in my head, like, you know, some of the things that guys did. And then, you know, I wasn't the, the 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 perfect gentleman. I wasn't a crazy gentleman. But, and you know, we think we think of ourselves. We both live as though our karma is like gonna get back to us somehow, some way. That's why. That's why. I, that's why I went to a few extra prayer meetings along the way. <laughs> the Lord would erase or, or we try to do so much good now that we could do penitence for things we've done in our past. He's trying exactly. to erase it. <laughs> it's tough. I That's mean, it's so tough. They're, they're your girls, man. They're, they're girls, and and they're precious, you know. And chivalry is not doesn't exist like it used to. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I'm sure in you all's dating arenas, even now, you you say, "Well," but I, I don't know. Trash. I, I'm just y'all just y'all just. Uh, Keep me in your thoughts and, and, and minds just as I get ready to enter that whole process with my I mean, but I think the crazy thing about the date, the, the, the day that we live in, when your sons and your daughters tell you that they're abs they're attracted to the opposite sex, it's almost a sigh of relief because the things that are in the media and the things that they're put, being put out there where, you know, it, it, at first I thought I would be scared when a boy was calling, but I was actually happy because... <laughs> The options are the alternatives that are out there. So I don't know. It's just a it's a crazy space that we live, and our kids they're exposed to so much more information and so much more. I mean, you think about it. We've given them these iPads from the time they were kids, and all this information is just going in their head. It's a it's a crazy place to live in, and it protect them from being depressed because now they're looking at these images on social media and they're thinking that everybody lives this happy existence. So then when they, they they look at their own lives, they're looking like, I'm depressed and I don't feel good. I've never heard so much depression than right now. So parenting, man, it's a tough spot to be in. And especially being a single parent, because you don't have the balance of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, if I could think of anything that you could, you know, tell your your in this case your your girls, you know, as they prepare to, you know, get out here and start dating and, you know, getting to know people and things like that is that you know i think as a father you treating her better than any man could ever mm -hmm. come into her life and treat her so that way she could say what 
you want to take me to Atlanta? My daddy been taking me to like so that way she don't take Atlanta or something. I mean that's what you know. done that because you know my daughter she get, orders lobster from Mastro, Mastro's and she See? orders like she See? does all this. But it's even more than that. It's more of having these these conversations that I think sometimes the thing with parenting is. Sometimes you have conversations with your children that they're not prepared for, but when they find themselves in that situation that they're confronted with, they could refer back to the conversation that my dad had. So when they see a young man acting a certain way, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, my dad told me this, so I got to make sure I got mm -hmm. some money. I think that he, if he paid for my food, I owe him something like that. Or mm -hmm. it's all kinds of materials that you got to prepare them for. And it's difficult, but you gotta have difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you most definitely no, gotta absolutely. be honest. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Myla. No, I said no, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the thing is having an open line of communication, mm -hmm. you know, so that, because I know some conversations are very uncomfortable, like you just don't wanna have them with your parent, you know what I mean? But to, even if you don't have that full-on conversation, to know that that is an option. And then I was going to say the second thing was just what she sees in you as a man. Not just how you treat her, but how you move. And, you know, and, and I think, like, like, I didn't really see how my father moved, moved until he got sick. And once I saw him... Like, I didn't know he, my dad had all these different bank accounts. I was like, who does this? Like, why would you have all these different accounts? And then as I became responsible for feeding those accounts and managing, it was like, oh, I understand what he, what you're doing. And so, you know, allowing, I try to be very transparent with Shadow so that he can see. And I was just sharing with the ladies Yesterday, he presented me with the contract, and I thought he wrote me a letter of love. But no, he wrote a full-on contract with terms. It was properly structured. And I mean, it was for Robux, but the point is, at that moment, it was like, oh, that's my baby. That is my child, you know? And so, you know, he's watched me do things um, and heard me. So... You know, just being careful with what I'm saying, what I'm doing, and how I'm seen to him, I think, makes a difference. Because my greatest fear for him is, like, please don't let him fall in love with a stupid woman. Please don't let him fall in love with, you know, like, silly, you know, you just pray that. But it's like, hopefully in seeing me, he'll choose more along those lines, you know. So I think your daughter will also do the same. It's funny. You're a great guy. But my daughter, though, said, I'm not cool. So she likes, she likes to be like, Dad, you don't know. You don't know. But all her friends are following me on Instagram. And then they be making comments. But the other day she said, Dad, be careful what pictures you posted me because all my friends think you're the cool dad and they like you. I was like, I just wish that you thought that I was cool. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. never gonna happen. <laughs> no, never gonna happen. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Not from your own. No, no, no it's l it's literally never gonna happen. You can no. Nope. You might as well throw that card away. Her dad is. I mean, yeah, you are cool, but just it's never gonna be from your own child. Are, it's just not. I mean, yeah, no, no. But I actually, 
so I was thinking about this, right? And with you being single, Jaime, Nissan, you being married, but pre-marriage, did you guys notice the girls who had daddy issues? Like, can you notice daddy issues early on? Oh, and absolutely. do you still pursue that absolutely. and just entertain it for what it is? And, or do you steer clear? The problem with Nissan and I both is we're pastor's kids. And we we think that we could help people. So we've always been the type of person that we'll see people's red flags and we see their issues. And we think that, you know, somewhere in us, we can save them and we can get them to where they need to be. But so so the captain save a hose? Should my but what's so funny is I never should forget Suge Knight told me something that it resonated and he said, Man, just remember, men have problems, women have issues. And I was like, Man, what do you mean? What do you mean? But it's mm -hmm. the perspective perceive the things that you go through. A lot mm -hmm. of times issues are extrinsic. Well, well, problems are external. Issues are internal. Mm -hmm. So if you have an issue with something that just doesn't go away and it stays there, if it's a problem, it's outside of yourself and that you can fix it. So I think the objective is not allowing things to become internal, but approaching everything as being external. So I don't think it's a gender thing, but I just think it's a way that you approach stuff. And a lot of women that I've come in contact with, and the reason it's helped me be a dad, a lot of women have had daddy issues or and uh, different situations has transpired in their lives. And I try to protect my daughter from having those things. I can't protect her from everything, but I want to protect her from as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Nissan? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm still stuck on Captain Saberhold's statement. I mean... Um, but I, no, I'm, but that's not the end of the day. Nissan, this is... Just as we've been Captain Save Holes, I'm sure a few of us on the panel have been saved before. <laughs> oh yeah. No, they say they actually saved some men. I was about to say, that I've part, saved a couple I'm holes a myself. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've, been oh, I've oh. saved a couple of holes myself. Yeah, they saved yeah. I, I, I was, on but, that chart. But but have you ever been saved? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I think everybody's I everybody sure is have. saved according to uh, depending on perspective. Everybody's saved and saved. I mean, really? there, mm -hmm. were, there were times like I I will say okay. I am a woman who has had daddy problems, not issues, because I don't dwell in that. I know I know where my father is, and I meet him where he's at. If there's no expectation, there's no disappointment for me. So I've, I've had daddy problems, not daddy issues. And there were times when it was an issue for me, just being young, being immature, searching for things that I was missing from that relationship, the lack of trust, the lack, the inability to be vulnerable, the walls that were put up because I, if I can't trust the man who, who went 50, 50 on my DNA, I can't trust nobody. So in searching and being out and just being young, living wild and free, touring, traveling, doing whatever. Yes, I was definitely a hoe that needed to be saved. And and 
at the same time, I was also saving hoes. I mean, it just it just happened. But as you grow, as as you get older, maturity sets in from experiences. You see what works, what doesn't work, how you should respond to things. Not every battle is one that you have to fight. Some stuff you can let go. Some stuff you have to address head on. You know, it just it the perspective changes. Well, the I question think, is, I think, have you found I, leave? Hmm. Huh? The question is, have you found salvation? (laughs) (laughs) That's a subjective term. It is. Wow. (laughs) Have you found salvation because you believed? Yes. It was a joke. It was a joke. No, no, no. Heine's jokes jokes are special. No, no, no. I'm very strong. But but (laughs) even in it being a joke, it's, it's a good question, though. It's a good. It's a good question. I, I let me speak to it. I think at the end of the day, what we're talking about really is just maturing. Like we're talking about levels of maturing, mm-hmm. and all of us figuring out maturing. And and you know, most of the times, a person, an individual, you know, what they see is is all they go by. But but it's not really. Uh, they don't really have that reflective thing going on where they can look in the mirror at themselves and we all as we're all maturing we're learning you know this this whole thing how to how to be husband and wife how to be boyfriend and girlfriend uh from learning from this mistake that mistake this this situation made us choose this way and all of that so we're you know everybody's trying to figure it out but i think at the end of the day you can you can identify with a male or a female that has had problems with uh their parenting experience or or their child to to parent experience you know i i, I wouldn't think it wouldn't uh think it just off top but even in conversations with friends sometimes we 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 discover our own issues i was talking to one of our friends yesterday um i'm not going to say his name on this podcast because he's Appreciate probably it. all of us in the in the same <laughs> way but uh, but you know, at our age, he's around the same age as me and Jaime, and he's as as successful as he is. There's an issue with his parents, him and his parents. You know, in in relation to the siblings, and you know, so I'm saying that to say men have the issues too mm-hmm. with with their parents. You know, so I, my thing is, all of us have to just know how to live and and, and learn and develop and thank yeah. God that. At least I can speak for us here and, all, and I, me knowing all, all four of you. We all are developers. We all learn, develop. Good stuff happens, we roll with it. Bad stuff happens, we roll with it. Horrible stuff happens, we roll with it. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's just a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, getting, and getting to the, I think the important <laughs> thing is getting to the point where you, you learn how to get over things. Like if you're 40 years old and you're still blaming your parents for something that happened when you're, you were five years old or six years old. I think that's something that you shouldn't be still holding. At some point, you gotta you gotta let that go and forgive yourself and forgive them as well. And I think that's a problem that a lot of people have is they hold on to things for some unapparent reason or for whatever their choices are. And I think that's where they need to let it go. Um, speaking speaking to that, I have learned that sometimes. Misery is comfortable for folk. Mm. 
Like they hold on to those things because they've defined themselves by those experiences. That is who I am. I am this way because of that. that. So now that's me. And that's that's just what I that's just what I am and who I am. Not realizing that is but a mere facet of your experience, not who you are. But but people people it. find comfort in yeah. that misery. Man, I never wanted to be the victim. I wanted to be the victor. So I'm not going to dwell loss. I'm trying to win. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying that to part, win. That part right there. <laughs> I love that. that part. Be the victor and not the victim. That mm -hmm. is the takeaway. <laughs> That's absolutely. That, now, so, I wanted to know from the gentleman, Given that little that little one two that you just get, you gonna stop imitating me? Shake your hair, girl. Shake that hair. Don't worry, Sasha I'm gonna get you when I'm not on here. Not got fierce. Trust me. Okay, <laughs> you so silly. So this is what I want to know. Can you give me a classic phrase from your dad, okay. like something that and the situation? Of how, like, what would bring on this phrase? Uh, <laughs> I mean, my father, my father had a bunch of them. Who wants to go first? Wait, who's going I'll go first? first. I'll go this first. is going to be funny. I'll go first. I'm going to give you a, a, a thing. My dad, I was about 15 when my dad said this to me at church because of a rumor. He said, Did you touch that girl? Did you touch that girl? <laughs> I want to see what the answer I was like, is. No, the answer was no. It wasn't the truth, though. <laughs> you lied funny. to your dad. I didn't lie to my dad. <laughs> he, he, asked that girl. he asked me and Redrick at a communion service mm. but before, before they went to wash feet. Well, everybody left to go wash feet for those that. All that listening, and we had foot washing, the sign of servanthood, and all of that. Is my father was a pastor, and, and there was a rumor that I was messing with some young girl. And he asked me, "Did you touch that girl?" I said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> that was a phrase. That one, when you said it, that's the first one that stuck out. I hope it doesn't but, happen, but I'm waiting for the moment that you gotta have that you have to ask me, son. Did you touch that oh, girl? Oh, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. And I it's bet you that's what you're going to say. You're going to be like, did you <laughs> I probably said just like that. But Dang. you know, another, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more that, that, that my father said. He said, I want y'all to do better than me. Be better than me. Be better than, and, and he spoke from his experience growing up in Detroit, very poor. He said, I want you guys, I, I've been successful. I want you guys to be more successful than me. And I take mm. that every day. And I, every time I think about it or or we accomplish something amazing, I, I say to myself in my mind as if I'm talking to him, Dad, I'm working on it. And we working on it. That's dope. I love that. I think for me, I never forget my um my parents were big on reinforcing identity to my siblings and I so that before we left the house, they would tell us we were smart, that we were handsome and that we were capable and we were this and we were brilliant. So that when we got out into school and people would say, you fat, you got big eyes, you got this. I'd be like, nigga, your mama, because my mama said I'm handsome. 
My mama said I'm this. And my mama said I'm that. Nigga, so, and I think one of the important things was that they always reinforce identity. So when we got in the world, the world started trying to put labels on us. The labels never stuck because we were like, we were like, no, my mama said this, my father said this, and it showed me the important, the, the importance of of speaking words into the life of your children and telling them exactly who they are and not leaving it up to somebody else to put labels on them themselves. My father was, you know, he was a dude that I get in trouble, I get ready to have get a whooping, and he want to have a conversation before he whooped me, and I hated the just conversation. Just I hated me. the conversation. I wanted it to be like, you know, just whoop me. Let's get it over with. But he want to have a conversation. So then he would say stuff like, you want to have a conversation with my belt? I'd rather have a conversation <laughs> with your belt than to talk to you. I yes. want to talk to your belt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you couldn't say things. Then my father would be like, you you know how I don't like to repeat myself. And I would intentionally say, huh, just to mess with him. Because I knew I could get booked anyway. <laughs> I'd be like, huh? and repeat itself. But I just was like, but I think the, the beauty of the era that Nissan's, uh, my Uncle Carl and my father and my parents, the era of their generation was, it was different than how me and Nissan are. Our parents, they, my mother was loving, but my father felt like you were supposed to be tough. And they didn't, um, they, they, my, the men in that era didn't know how to love on their sons. They thought if you loved on them, it would make them soft. So it was kind of a, a, a funny kind of awkward love that they had. And the thing that I love is when I see Nissan and he hugs on little Nissan and he tells him he loves him and he does things like that to show that, which I do with my daughter, but I think it's important for a male to have his father show love because if his father doesn't show love, it sets the precedent or the tone for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree 100%. I love that Shadow's dad kisses him. Because I think it's it's a good thing, you know, for him to learn that it's okay to be affectionate, that it's oh, yeah. okay to, you know, especially someone who you love, you know. So I never I'm get very it. glad. At my, father's, at my father's funeral, I was real upset. And I saw my Uncle Carl, which is Nissan's dad. I saw him and I'm crying. And I go to him to hug him. He give me his hand, and he shakes like $100 in my hand. And for him, it was easier to deal with giving you money than to deal with the emotional component that went with it. And I respected it, but I always thought to myself, I was like, man, we different than what they were. And not to say anything wrong with it. People deal with stuff how they deal with it. But, you know, and then there was other times where Uncle Carl was able to deal with it. But sometimes it's just, you know, it's funny that generation, they're real, real proud men. And they, they were a different set of tone. Like, we're proud, but we, we got, I guess we 2.0. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, it's I think to, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Megan. Go ahead, Megan. No, I was going to say, it's just interesting to hear y'all say that because I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking back, like, to, like, ex-boyfriends that I've had. And I'm thinking that some of those boyfriends didn't have their father. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my house was like the hangout house. It's like, you know, and I'm an only child. So, you know, my parents, like you, like they, behind me, they're like, you know, no, your friends can come over here and hang out. You know, you're not going anybody else's. And my parents were strict too. And so like, you know, I had to hang out. So I remember one time I think one of, one of the guys I was talking to, something happened like with football or sports or something. And he was talking to my dad 
And I, you know, I was like, well, I guess I'll leave out the room because I could tell the conversation was getting kind of like, you know, manish, whatever the case is. So I was like, okay, you know, thinking like I'm doing the right like girlfriend thing, like, oh, he's going to have a relationship with my daddy. So I walked out. This is high school. I'm going to come back in. Also, my dad is like, you know, he was like bawling in my dad's like shoulder. And my dad was like hugging them all and like hitting them on his back like this. Like that. And I was like, <laughs> Your dad broke him down real quick. <laughs> I was like, "What is going on?" I was—it was so awkward. I was like, I you set that boy up and didn't even know it, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean, but it was—it was your fault. You knew who your daddy was, so you knew <laughs> it was a setup. <laughs> yeah, he was like a whisperer or something, you know. See, well, my, see, my dad was the one that was tearing with you down, you know, for the Holy Ghost, yeah. during, you know, consecration. So he knew how to break yeah. folks down in certain ways. Yeah. So. I didn't know. I was like, okay. But like just thinking back though, when I do think back on it and I see people, they're like, man, how's your dad? Like, you know, they really like, they like kind of like gravitated to him. Like they love him. Like they had like their own relationship with him outside of me. Cause I remember asking after that guy left, I said, I said, dad, what was that? And my dad wouldn't even tell me, you know, you what know, it was. To wow. yeah, yeah. That's right. He got to keep it. He had to keep it to him, you know, himself. That's, that's man, that man talk. And, and to that point, I look at, See, from from my family and my father, his upbringing set the tone for that. See, my father's father died when he was two, Ooh. and his mother died when he was when he was eleven. Mm. And so they went from there. They were dirt poor, and then their uncle raised them. And so I think his level of affection that he did or didn't have, I think, is based on. You know, also the timing and when which they were born, like Jaime said, but that played a part in it too. Like my dad never, never the I love you. I don't even think I hugged my dad. Oh, I tried to hug him. I think at my mama's funeral. He still, and he just was. Remember Jaime? He was just tough. He had his glasses on. He just, but he wasn't a hugger. He that's just wasn't his thing. But without a shadow of a doubt, he loved. He loved. Oh, us. He loved us the he way loved he loved everybody. Him. Yeah, yeah, loved us the way he knew. I appreciated him. that hundred dollars that he gave me. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. When I saw your dad Nissan for the first time, I was really shocked. Uh, because he's very. He just seems so stoic yeah, and just yeah. like this presence. But it was just like da da. No, I was like okay. Like I, yeah. I didn't even say but, hi. Like I didn't even try to approach. I was just like I would respectfully be over here. But wow, okay, that's he, nice stuff. He's yeah, like okay. that. He was like that from the outside. If you didn't know him, same yeah. way with Rapture. With Rapture, if you don't know Rapture, you would think Rapture was quiet and that he was he was angry or something was wrong with him. But then once you get to know him, you'd be like, this dude is totally opposite of what I thought he would be. So that's how Rapture is. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Nissan is a total different. Nissan is just like I don't know where he came from. Like Nissan, I'm, Nissan invites you into conversations you have no place in whatsoever to yeah. get out of conversations yeah. you don't want to be. In. <laughs> my mother, I get that from my mother. She was just the inviting person. Everybody's welcome to the conversation. Everybody, mm -hmm. everybody has a chance. Everybody needs love. I got, I got that from her. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So wait, I heard I heard Jaime say that you both are PKs. How did it um did it bother y'all having to share your parents with everybody else? Because I know as as a PK, um eventually 
when I was younger, it used to bother me because it's like, we had plans and now you got to go minister to this person or we got to go here. We got to do street ministry. We got to go pray for the people. You know, we were supposed to go. We had plans and it would all, something would always happen where ministry and helping other people came first. As a kid, of course, I had an issue. As I grew older, I understood it and I had it. I had just matured to it, I guess. But did it bother you guys in, in thinking about how like you've lost your parents the time that you have now lost out on with them interacting with other people? Did you feel like it took away from for your me, time as well? For, for me, it bothered me because my parents didn't support me in the sports and athletics and the things that I was doing. Anything to do with the church, they 100 percent supported me and endorsed me. But if I had a football game or if I had a basketball game, they would send my sister or somebody else but they wouldn't go. And and my problem was I got in a lot of trouble as a youth because I was trying to get their attention. And I didn't realize it when I was younger, but a lot of the stuff that I got involved in as far as gangs and hanging out with the wrong people and all that kind of stuff, it was my cry for help to where I was like, if y'all not going to pay attention to me, somebody going to pay attention to me. And I would do stuff out of spite. But then when I got older, I just understood that they were programmed to, it was one gear. They only had one gear. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and I hate complimenting Nissan a lot because, you know, I really don't like him like that. But <laughs> I love the fact Nissan, his son will have a game. And his father or my grandfather or my parents would have never done it. His son will have a game before church on Sunday morning. And Nissan will go to the game, leave the game, and come preach. And I just think that those are sacrifices that that previous generation they used to tell you it was a sin to play sports and it was a sin to do this stuff. So I just think that it's dope when you got the 2.0 version and we're able to be open to doing things like that. And then also showing the kids, it's nothing like, I never forget one time I was playing football at Dorsey and I scored a touchdown and I never scored a touchdown before. And I looked in the stands and it was nobody there but my homeboys from the hood and they were celebrating me. But I wanted my mother and my father to be there and they weren't there. So when my nephew, who is five years, six or eight years younger than me, when he was in high school, I promised that I would never miss a game. When he was in college, I would never miss a game. So when he made it to the NFL, we had a moment to where we cried because our parents, his parents, his father wasn't there, my brother or my parents, but I had a bond with him because of what happened to me. I didn't want it to happen to him. And he made it to the NFL for seven years. So I think it's dope when you, you, you make that, that correction. I think I think for me, um, it didn't bother me so much because I, I, I was the type of person that, you know what, I'm going to make the best of whatever it is. I could be broke. I'm going to make the best of what it is. Rich, I'm going to make the best of what it is. That's my whole theory. Um, and just just throughout life, I knew that they were staples in the community. And so I didn't really trip. Um you know, maybe because I was into my own thing, cognitively or whatever. I, I don't know. That's just what it was. You felt like you was getting away with stuff because they didn't have time to worry about you. Now, you know, you didn't have to put it like that, though. You didn't have to put it like that, though, but it's okay. But possibly, but, you know, we, we have fun. In our areas, you know, we, we adjusted. Like, like I'll give you an example. Um, we, on Wednesday nights, you know, while they're teaching Bible study, me and Rapture in the back, we done made up a baseball, made up our own 
version of a baseball game, way to play baseball and do things. We always adjusted. My mm-hmm. parents wasn't letting us go nowhere. <laughs> That's why it was a shock to many people when when we, you know, became older and got successful in the music, you know. But yeah, at the end of the day, I don't I don't regret it because I, that was their calling, you know. And if since that was their calling, I'm cool with it. Again, and looking back at it, they did the best of what they could. They didn't know how to adjust. We know how to adjust. They didn't know how to adjust because their peers probably looked at them like, you know, in shame or embarrassment or whatever. And that affected them where that don't affect me. <laughs> I don't care what you think about me or anything I'm doing, you know, uh, but that's, that's life. And we learn to live with it. I love that. That's awesome. Love, 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 love that. Well, this is normally the time when we ask a question. Mm-hmm. Juicy questions. Uh, you want a juicy one? Of course. Uh, we, we've got the guys mm-hmm. here tonight. We've, and oh. this is Old Mother After Dark. So I should have put my, put on my you juicy You know I'm in California in. and it's really light right now. But Listen, it's really you after gotta, dark. You find some, some of those blackout curtains real quick. All right, let me get a Hold little sheet. <laughs> Put it over. Hey, you guys are okay, scared well, of me. Do you have a Do you have a question? I'm feeling uncomfortable. Uh, nah, go ahead. It's all good. Because yeah. I I was gonna go for one that I don't I don't know how deep this is. This is definitely oh, not no, what you were looking deep. I was just I was just playing. Go go for it. Just shoot. Come on. Shoot. Okay, but you know what? We reserve the right <laughs> to ask you both to come back. Okay, and join us in the future. Let's start with that part. Depends on how juicy this question is. You might not want to <laughs> Well, I don't have a juicy one. That's why I said you're going to have to come back and I'll give you a juicy question. Right okay. now, though, the question, okay, and anyone that's in the live, in the comments, feel free. Some of you have already answered this question today. Um, I mean, because I could also pull out of here, but we ain't going to go there. Um, the question, the qu- yo, you want me to pull out of here, Chuck? Cool, we yeah. always, we always get the <laughs> yes. Ask that, ask that, that right there. Ask I want it. you to, that I want you right to flip there. your hair again. I want you to flip uh, your hair again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask the question. I can't with you, Ivy. <sighs> I've known Jaime and Nissan for a long time. The Lord didn't feel fit to give me brothers for my mother and father, but he gave me brothers in life. And um, Jaime would be that brother that's always on you. You know you got that one that's just... The one you never asked for, brother. but you love him anyway. All right, but Sasha. He's here All right, for Sasha. you. Here's the question. Uh-oh. Oh, you got muted. What we can't made hear it? you. We can't hear you. Is the Lord oh, no, working? She, we can summer? hear her. Go ahead. Oh, I can't, no. I can't hear you. No, no, no. There you go. All right. So here's the question. What makes sex good? Ah. I pulled it out random. <laughs> well, well, just personally. You're taking me down. <laughs> Personally, I'm sanctified. <laughs> I'm sanctified and I'm saved, so I don't engage in that. From but from what I recall, from what I recall, what made it good was the connection that I had with the person that I was engaging with. 
you know, <laughs> my sex was better than physical sex. So if I had a connection with her, it meant something. But, you know, it's been so long that I don't really recall. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let me see. You don't really recall. I'm going to take I'm going to let me ask. Wait, 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 Disa. You get big box for this answer. Okay. There you go. Uh -uh. All right. He don't, he don't need no big box. He big box. He need a little box. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what you that's how you feel, huh? <laughs> we're gonna let you feel we're gonna let you feel that way. We're gonna keep it pushing. That's like this is how you have to do Jaime, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you gotta do Jaime. Anyway, pause. Uh uh. Uh the connectivity, uh Should I answer it? Should I yes. say this? Yes. Say it. <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> Look, the yeah. comments are saying yes. Oh, uh, the comments of this uh, individual do the not affection. support the other members of this. <laughs> Listen, the affection, the level of affection has to be high. Mm -hmm. The intimacy. And a person got to know what they're doing. They got to know what they, they got to know what they're doing. I'm sure you ladies want a man that that know what he, he's doing. Yes. That's yeah. Where it needs to be put. And all around that is good. That that level of connection in the whole process to lead you to the climax that you're trying to get, and then some. And then some. Yeah. And then some. Well, I'll say. I think that those were both. Uh, very great answers. Uh, comments, you could say Jaime something. Jaime didn't really answer. Jaime didn't answer, so we'll say Jaime. Jaime did not answer. You got to get back Jaime answer. after I'm dark. saying I'm, I'm waiting for the Lord to send me somebody so that I can engage in certain activities that I'm missing from my, my life being single and sanctified, you know? Are you okay. dating, Jaime? If somebody <laughs> might want to date you, are you dating? Man, I don't want nobody off this site. <laughs> you want nobody on bingo? They're gonna be hitting you. They're gonna be hitting your bingo. Gonna be. Uh, oh, well, nobody on bingo. You gotta like for me. I'm cerebral, so like whoever it is that I'm talking to, we have to connect on a psychological <laughs> level. We gotta connect on a psychological level in order for it to go <laughs> to a physical level. I ain't just. I want to have. I ain't. I want no sports. You know, sports sex. I want something that is somebody that's gonna be around and somebody that. I really can trust and be with. So it's a lot too. What it is sports, no sex? Physical, sports sex? Sports yeah, sex. When you're out there just knocking everything down, you can. Uh -oh. But once you arrive to a certain point, you want something that's valuable. And once you discover that it's valuable, you never want to put it in jeopardy. So whatever it is that you got to do to maintain it, that's what you're going to do. Got it. All right, Bishop. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bishop. Uh, Chuck. Megan, uh, oh, we're answering. Are the we answering? Megan been well, real quiet you know. lately. Megan, Megan has been much. very quiet this entire. Yeah, Megan this is real entire quiet. Podcast, this entire episode. I think that hair, Mila got just been messing with it. <laughs> <laughs> hair we get listen. We get a new. We Leave get a new. We get a new girlfriend with Mila every episode. R A E. Ray, not R A Y R A. Hey Ray. Ray. Flip a fork. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Go ahead, Miss Megan Lorraine. You fancy, what, wait, fancy. but what am I doing though? Am I am I about to answer this question? Yes. Can you repeat the question one more time? What makes sex good? What makes what makes God? What makes sex good? Good. Now all the church members are watching this. You answer this yeah. question. Listen, <laughs> they have to get here somehow. All the congregation want to know. What gets Don't you off? Don't come my <laughs> Right. Ah, uh, what makes sex good? So, okay, I guess I see. This is the problem. My analytical mind starts saying, "Well, are you saying sex, or are you saying making love?" No, so, no, no. We said what we said. Sex. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I got the assignment. Let me let me make sure I walk this out. So, oh my goodness, I can't remember. So for women. I'll say I would think that you need to set it up right. So before you approach me trying to like, you know, just knock it out, it's like, you know, then I do need you to kind of get up in my head to let me know what it is that you're going to be doing. Because then I can, I mean, you could, you know, prime that pump all day. You could get in the head all right. Get it, get it in my head early in the morning, you know, keep priming it all day, all day, all day. So then that way when I see you, then I'm ready to jump on it. Like it's nothing. You can say less. Like I just, I just want you. You know what I mean? So in that way, you know, we are already here because you've been priming it all day. You know, you've been setting up mentally for me. Oh, so, so you, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you want the floodgates to open. Oh, hey, Jesus. Here we go. Jesus. Here we go. Time to Hey, hey, in heaven as it is on earth. Listen, <laughs> I need y'all to know when we see this episode played back, Megan is gonna be like, I can't believe I said that. I said that. I can't Please believe I said that. It's just the truth. Yeah. The truth don't hurt nobody. Anybody Megan, Megan ultra conservative. I'm shocked she even went that far. Well, that's why it's like, you know, you either gonna get corporate Meg or then you know that you're gonna get Meg Maggie. No, so it's just you like, get Meg the style, you know. No, ever since Meg the Stallion has come up, and because my name is Megan, I always get associated. And let me tell you something: my booty don't look like hers. I'm like a pony compared to her. So, <laughs> Meg the pony. Meg the pony. Meg the pony compared to her. But let please believe this will not be getting. This clip, why this clip won't make it to Instagram. Why somebody in the comments say, "Let me see." let me let me hold the shotgun. Let me load, load, load my, load my, load my shotgun. shotgun. Who is Wapo? Well, hey Wapo, hey Ant. What up? Hey Apex. Your turn. Your turn, Chuck. So right. we gonna bring y'all on our. We gonna bring y'all on another sh on our show. On our yeah, show. Yeah, we gonna we can ask the narratives. Jaime has his own show. I got my own show. <laughs> we gonna bring y'all on it. We gonna ask the question. I mean, that's fine too. <laughs> we that's fine we too. not scared. The whole skip ain't never Come been. Come on. Hey, y'all scared? Hey, of we ain't hey but scared. what's so crazy is you ain't never got to be scared to get knocked out. <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> no, you don't have to be scared. Or knocked up? You said to get knocked up? Is that <laughs> you said to get knocked been up? There. Ma a matter of Duck perspective. <laughs> matter of perspective. Oh, we did it. All right, check your turn. Um. What makes it good? What makes it great? Uh, like Nissan said, knowing what you're doing, because that would just that would just suck if you don't, right? Pause. Um, Pause. <laughs> but <laughs> it has to be also like 
Megan said, it has to be, there has to be a foundation. It has to be laid out, but I don't, I'm not talking about all day. I'm not talking about all day. I don't, I don't need all day. We can, it, we, we can start, we can start with the foreplay and work our way on that stroke. Got to be right. Cause if you don't know what you're doing, I'm going to be mad. And I'm going to tap you on your shoulder and tell you this ain't right. <laughs> this is not it. You, you got, you got to try something different. Also, right. also, um, not forcing things, letting things happen organically. Like if it's going to happen, then you let it happen, but trying to make it happen. No, let's is force. Force is, is one way to just shut it down. Force, but if it yep. happens organically, that that's what makes it good. That's what makes it great. When I don't have to tell you what to do, you just, we picking up on each other and we know what's, we just going to move into what's happening next. That, or, that organic, organic, sex bring, organic sex brings orgasmic sex. That part. Right. Oh, there's that a quote that we can Mila, use. Go ahead, Mila, I you like got that it. One. Mila, that's, we could use that. We can use that on the table. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're missing the context behind that. Pause. You're missing the context behind that. Okay. He, he don't the need table, the context. Yeah. He, he, he that, likes to fill in the blanks. Oh, yeah. I mean, he likes to fill in his own blanks. I'm feeling it. You feeling it, well, You feeling it? Pardon? You feeling it? Yes. No, Ivy. I don't. <laughs> way, to, way to catch it, Milo. Way to catch it. Way to catch it. So, Mila, stop doing that with your fingers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stop doing that with your you. fingers. I don't know what you're doing with your fingers like that. Yeah. Those are like claps and snaps when we're on live and you don't need noise. So you just, you know. Yes. Okay, anyways, it's a beagle thing, okay? Get with it, Heim. All right, so check it out. Here is my vision of what makes sex good. I agree with everything that was said. But at the end of the day, I believe in innovation. Now, I know that there's nothing new under the sun. True indeed, right? It's pretty much been the same since the beginning of time. However, I think each person is different. Nisa, <laughs> you got to stop looking at me like that. I'm done. No. Real talk, though. I think being innovative, you know, because especially if you're in the long term, you know, you, you want to keep it interesting. Mm -hmm. And I right. think that sex should be discovery. You know, endless discovery. So like I pretending to be different I people. I ever want to get to the point where I already know what this, what you're going to do. <laughs> yep, here we go with that move again. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I want someone to, you know, think about it. And I think what Megan was saying about the whole mental thing, if we're talking about it, and what, what was your Hmm. You went out, uh, Milo. Your, your, your joint went out. Oh, I think Milo likes, Mila, it sounds like Milo likes sets and props and wardrobe. Milo like, like Michael, Milo like wardrobe, no, she, but dressed no, up mm -mm. pretending to be somebody she said, else. She said innovative. Sets, set I mean, that vanilla is always okay. Vanilla is okay sometimes, but sometimes you might, you might just want to, you know, Add, add a little cuff in there, or you might. And you wanna... need the path to explore other, right? Other that openness, flavors. that willingness. Okay. You and just went deeper. Stop huh? it, Harvey. You feel more. You feel better exploring 
when someone, as I believe Megan said, has primed, you know, the scenario to mm -hmm. where you feel okay to express, you know, I would, I wouldn't mind trying this or that. Hey, my, you know, TMI. I don't want to hear you talking like that. That's just not. Right. <laughs> Especially looking at you with that wig on, man. That ain't right. That ain't right. Listen, somebody, somebody in the comments right. is, is happy. Somebody in the comments. Is oh happy. yeah, might have got that red lipstick on and that hair. Oh man, I don't know, man. I, I can't talk about this. <laughs> Go to the next person. He already threatened to make phone calls earlier today. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Bubba is the top two <laughs> fan today. <laughs> now, and so, Myla, you know, this is a moment. Um, Myla, but yeah, this is me, Real Myla, host. Myla, host. be very careful with that statement. We're hosting together right now. Myla, be very careful with that statement, especially if it's not what you mean, because it is Pride Month. Right. Yeah. I mean, but you okay. said, you, you said, <laughs> hey, Molly, you said you open explore new things. So, I mean, love wins. <laughs> hmm. There we go. Hindy, okay, well, you know what I'm trying to say. Y'all know what I'm saying. Point is, exploring some things, not all things. Whatever interests some you. Things. And we can leave it at that. Whatever floats your boat, no explanation needed. Right. Oh, boat floating, Jaime. Boat floating. Boat Thank floating. you. <laughs> I knew you were going to make a song out of it and a dance. So, yeah, folks, we have enjoyed this. Um, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I know this is probably not your conventional father talk, um, but you know what? Convention is outplayed. We just had 2020. So, fully with uh, convention. Let's just welcome in the fact that we're here. I hope that everyone has enjoyed themselves, learned something. Again, we want to thank Real Nissan and Jaime. And as always, it's a turn up with Miss Megan Lorraine, Chuck, and myself. Because before we got on here, we were pre-gaming. Yes, we were. And it was fun. Um, but y'all don't get to know about it. We'll see it. But, you know, the point is we do it. Yes. And this has been amazing. Also, shout out to Pretty Feet, who's yes. giving me my voice at this point. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I think that, oh, mother, it's Father's Day. Take your daddy out. If your daddy's no longer with us, you know, Thanks. honor him. Get on IG or Facebook and tell us something about him. Make sure you hashtag oh, mother pod when you do it. Um, because we want to know about your dads. We want to celebrate them. A lot of times they're overlooked, but the father is essential to the mix. And, Absolutely. you know, here's two fathers that are doing a phenomenal job. So we thank, thank, you. You. Thank, uh, you. thank you. We're not going to play we'll a game today. After party. We'll see y'all at the old mother after party. <laughs> old mother after party. Oh, mother, and don't party. forget, what? take your daddy out. Oh, mother, don't mean your daddy. Or, or, or take somebody else's daddy out. <laughs> That's what it just means. <laughs> right. Take, and don't just mean your daddy. Take right. Your take daddy. the daddy. Right. Daddy. Hashtag, daddy. I take daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be my new hashtag. Y'all are funny. This is. Oh, mother. I've and that with, that, with that, I think it is a wrap.
Yay! Good night, everybody. It's a wrap.